We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. for listening once again to Homebrew Review. This is part four in our Cursed of Strahd series. We did last week finish off Strahd, and as such, we still want to showcase these characters at 16th level. So we will be running House of Horror uh, by Patrick E. Pollen off of the DMS Guild. And hopefully we will be able to showcase quite a bit of our characters in high-level play. Once again, I am joined by David, playing an uh, Risen Unchained uh, by the name of Gerald Stonemason. <laughs> Kelly, playing Dr. Reason Greenhill, a physician. Luke, who is playing Rune Belmont, a bloodhunter. And Virgil, who is playing Vigar, a cardmaster. As such, uh, we will go through our review of last week. Keep in mind that this is uh, kind of finishing off Curse of Strahd module, so the experience may be different depending on your DM, but this is uh, how we felt the adventure went. Uh, sticking with tradition, we will start with Gerald. Yeah, okay, so I kind of did six attacks in one turn. With a sunblade. With a sunblade and, like, almost... Killed Strahd? Just straight right there. So, um, that's that's one of the, the perks of my race that isn't really that obvious, because the reason I was able to do that was because pretty much every time we had an ability score increase, I was able to put that into strength, because my constitution had a plus two, so I didn't really have to worry about that. I already had that health point bonus. I didn't have to worry about putting into anything other than strength. So I had the 20 in strength like as soon as possible. And so I can do cool stuff like dealing 110 damage in a single round. So, yeah, I don't know. The perks you get with a homebrew race are subtle, but they're there. And I certainly appreciated that, so. So, as the physician or healer of the group, I feel like I haven't really gotten to do a whole lot, just because the amount of DPS that the party puts out <laughs> is... <laughs> it goes fast enough that they don't really have time to get hit that much, so I don't get to showcase some of the like the other things that I can do other than just doling out some temp um, HP and some hit points here and there. I think if you're with a group that has less damage output, it would be a lot better, but just the the group that we have right now really doesn't need me that much, <laughs> but I'm still here. 
I for one love your temporary hit points. I was gonna say you pulled That's us true. out of some pretty shitty situations. But I feel like even I without being me, dropped once, <laughs> I remember going to one hit point. <laughs> even without me, I feel like you wouldn't be totally boned. Like eh, it's might be a little boned. <laughs> we would be. We've dropped low enough, and you've healed. That it, you you've helped mitigate a lot of damage. I mean, you have pumped out a lot of temp hit points. That's true. I mean, hell, that one. I remember the one game a couple weeks ago where uh, you know I got dropped at one hit point, and you basically brought me half my health in one round. I mean, I guess I'm just thinking of the Strahd fight. The Strahd fight uh, went really fast, and that well, was like that was like the big boss fight. And I, but that was because we had another player like really showcasing his powers. Fighter. And I gotta say, it was, it was refreshing to have you as, like, for just roleplay aspect. You were able to get the Sun Sword for us, because none of us were playing a virtuous character. That's very true. I, I So, other than the straw fight, oathbound. 100% I loved everything you <laughs> did. That's true. So, yeah, it's it's a good class. I like it a lot. I like that. You're just a guy. I'm you know? just a you're, guy. You're just, you're just, <laughs> but I'm you're just saving the party. That's the... that is what leads me to believe that any person can be a hero because, you know, if... Just go to medical school. Yeah, just go to (laughs) medical school. Be a doctor or save a life. Yeah. You don't need magic or big swords, just a scalpel and a fancy med kit that never runs out and you'll be fine. I'm not gonna lie, though, I can't wait to see what this bill ends up adding up to between all the stuff you've done. Yep. Wait, we've been getting charged? Oh, yeah. She's a physician, dude. I'm a a doctor. I've got to pay for that medical degree somehow. (laughs) Do you take straw electrum pieces? Does Barovia have universal health care (laughs) yet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, If if you get anything more than a stubbed toe, they just uh, hang you. (laughs) (laughs) Call it a day. Yeah, it's it's price gouging. There's... (laughs) It's gonna be huge. Okay, Luke. So last week was crazy. Um, there were some abilities that I didn't get to use, mostly because I wasn't trapped in a tomb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> um, no, next time uh, that happens, I volunteer, because I can go ghost and I can phase through some things from the uh, Order of the Ghost. Oh, yeah, later. that's right. Danny Phantom. Just- Danny Phantom, that's it. And uh, while there's not... Uh, I can still do a bit of combat when I do that. I just didn't reduce to just one attack with a bonus action. So output, I stay normal. Uh, hopefully I get to showcase that in House of Horrors. But, uh... But you can be game. one of the horrors. <laughs> House of yeah. Horrors. House of Horrors. That, that's what we're playing, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, that's no, exactly what horrors. we're playing. H O R R. Horrors. Oh, goodness. Alrighty. So, I had a lot of fun in Ravenloft. Uh, really? I did. Oh, I'm sorry. That chain lightning thing, that was that was fun. Uh, I don't know. I, I had a good time in Ravenloft. Uh, <laughs> it's not something many people say. It's very true. I bet they sell T-shirts that say that, though. It's a great, it's a great place, you know. You nice know, dinner, dot, 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 some I entertainment, cozy. Uh, but uh, as far as my playstyle, it didn't really change all that much. My crits were the critical hits are still the big thing on my class. Um, it makes it a little bit easier uh, and whatnot. But uh, I, th- I pretty much used all my abilities. I mean, I don't really have a ton of them. Uh, uh, the one thing I guess I 
dislike about this class is the spells. Yeah, you get a ton of them, but you only get a handful of the ones you can prepare, and so it can put you in a really bad position. I know in one of the battles I had two counter spells, a shatter, and a burning hand, and I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Like, But I ended up using them and able to switch out some stuff. Uh, but then I was also... At one point, I was really worried about some of the spells. Like, I had Featherfall in my thing. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with Featherfall? That's literally the reason we did not die. That could have been a GPK. And the worst part was is that DC was only a 10. Yeah. Yeah, But we kept failing. I know. It was nuts. We kept failing. I don't know. I... This class just basically breaks down to the crit hits. If you can, if you can land them, the damage output's great. Uh, if you can't, then eh, yeah, you're basically a powered down wizard. Better have good dice, you know. All right, so you guys would have been been able to escape Barovia and are back in the Forgotten Realms, and this event could take place a number of years from now or shortly after getting back. But regardless of how and when. <laughs> At some point, you guys are uh, in the city of Waterdeep, and you just finished a meal uh, and had a few drinks at the local local tavern known as the Dripping Dagger. As you walk along the seemingly deserted street, two teenagers round the corner at full speed and almost run into you. One boy named William Odom, and the other is a female named Sarah Smithy, just kind of for a little bit of background. It's a rather warm night as you and your companions walk down the quiet city street. The silence is soon broken as you hear the clatter of shoed feet running in your direction. Around the corner ahead, two teenagers dash and almost trip over each other as they stop just in front of you. Their eyes are wide from fright, and they are both out of breath. Do they stop in front of us, or are they... Yeah, they almost barreled into you, but, like, did that stop, push off thing to make sure they did Yeah, I think we, we like, look at them and we're like, hey, what's... What's going on, you guys? What are you, what are you running from? They they stammer between the two of them, talking over each other at once, extremely frightened. One at a time. One at a time. Are they kind of weirded out by my deadness? I don't think they've even noticed at okay, this point. Cool. They're so terrified. Cool. Um, they explain to you in jumbled, switching back and forth between stories, that their friend Keaton went into the old haunted house, and they heard screams inside, and they ran out of fear. No. <sighs> You didn't, like, you didn't go help him? or Is this you finding an adult? Like, are we okay. the adults? Do we need to go do something now? Yeah, yeah. They, they're they trying to f- uh, alert the authorities so that they can have somebody like guards or town guards or somebody to go save him. Oh, shit. Response it, time in this city is terrible. We better go do something. Where is this place? Uh, go ahead and roll me a history check or a knowledge check or whatever. Starting the night off good. What'd you get? That one. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> like homes, there's houses in Waterdeep. Twenty-seven. Okay, is it that house? <laughs> you know that there is a haunted house, a supposed haunted house in Waterdeep, but it's been no, abandoned for quite a long time. It was known as House Barton, once a wealthy family that moved out of town a few years back. Uh, it was rumored that there had been a curse placed on the family and that they left to escape the house. But uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that somebody just purchased the house not long ago, an extremely eccentric noble, but they've kind of gone kooky, and that they're perpetuating that ghost story whenever he they get a chance, talking about how haunted and cursed this home is, 
and the gentleman that owns it, the noble that owns it, has been slinking around the house, like, very creepily, and wearing a mask or something? Like, almost like a rat's face mask, or something? Nobody's quite sure. Jesus. Uh, you know, I don't mind helping the youth out, going get their friend. I mean, I've been wanting to go kind of scout this place out for, you know, yeah. reasons. Have the kids go find authorities, and we'll go... Who's to say he isn't just faking to freak out his friends? Who's to say this rat face guy didn't think someone was intruding on his house and do something terrible by accident. You're right. Let's go so. intrude as well. <laughs> yes, I agree. That is the adventurer's way. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're less fragile. You guys go up to the house, and the old mansion is in serious need of some repairs. All of the windows appear to be boarded up tightly. The house is surrounded by a ten-foot-tall stone wall with black and rusted iron spikes adorning the top. A black iron gate is chained shut, but has long since fallen from its hinges, leaving a two-foot gap between the iron bars and the stone threshold. Beyond the gate, grass and ivy have overtaken the front yard, which leads up to a slightly leaning front porch. One of the double front doors appears to be slightly ajar. I'll go up and knock on the ajar door before sticking my head in. Okay. As you walk up, uh, you guys pass through the gate, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. The wooden porch creaks loudly as you approach the front door. You can see the door is slightly ajar. The air permeating from inside is clammy and fetid. The shadowy outline of old furniture is all that you can see inside. You knock on the door, you said? Hello? Okay. Uh, You knock on the door, but don't get an answer. The door does when you... Would you knock on the door or on the frame? Would have been actually the door, pushing it open a little bit. Yeah, it would have slightly opened up, uh, allowing a little bit more light into the room. Because this would be evening time as you just finished meals and drinks in the tavern. Well, I finally got grave sight so I can see in darkness normally. Finally all have dark vision. Yeah. So you can see lots of uh, worn and dust-covered and disrepaired furniture. As, as it would have been set up when somebody was here, but very abandoned. Uh, I don't know if it'll come up, but my gravesite also allows me to see invisible creatures and objects up to 30 feet away. Okay. Just for your own note. <laughs> yeah, I say we go in, just see if anyone's home. Okay, you walk in the front door. This is your chance to object for us coming in. Stay silent if you want guests. <laughs> okay, going in. Okay. The small foyer contains an old coat rack and a vase that, with what appears to be a gnarled stick planted in old, dry dirt. An archway to the north opens into a larger room. A smell of damp, rotting wood is strong in this area. <laughs> I think that that might be, like, an umbrella rack that someone, like, misplaced. Okay. So I try and pull it out. The coat rack? No. Oh, the, the, the gnarled stick? The gnarled stick in some sort of pot. Okay, um, you pull it out, and you are actually extremely surprised to find a wand in your hand. What? Wait, really? Yeah, strange <laughs> runes uh, are covered, uh, cover the stick. I swear to God, I was just trying to be stupid, but you got results! Anybody want to Guys, this umbrella this? is really weird. <laughs> uh, I'll help Arcana. Does anyone want to... Oh, I got an eight. Seventeen. Eighteen. You're pretty sure that this is a wand of lightning bolt. <laughs> oh my 
You know what? You might actually want to put that down. Give me that. Yeah, someone else yeah, take give it this. to somebody. I'll as far it. as you can tell, it is also fully charged. Oh, I'll take yeah. it. Wait, at least. Give you some offensive capabilities, I guess. Some range offensive. I thought capabilities. you took an oath years ago for do no harm. <laughs> to living to creatures, to people. Okay, I guess fine. You can be packing in case you run into some monsters. Wand of lightning bolts. Yes. Okay, would you guys like to continue into the next room then? Yes. I think you'd have let the, the fighter just start grabbing random uh, crap. <laughs> if you have the urge to do something stupid again, I yeah. actually encourage it this time. Okay. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to keep You have that. my consent. Okay. You're going to learn to regret that. <laughs> this large open room has black and white tiled flooring set into a checkered pattern. Though dull and stained, you can tell this was once a luxurious ballroom. An elk antler chandelier has long ago fallen and lies shattered in the middle of the room. There are a few old musty chairs set oddly about the area and a small desk on the left side of the grand staircase to the north. A hall runs through the east and west sides of the room. I'll inspect the desk. Okay, go ahead and give me a perception check. Absolutely. Oh, a perception of 26. Um, you are able to find a secret panel uh, in the left side drawer and are able to open it and discover one potion of stone giant strength and one potion of restoration, as well as a small charm shaped like a horse on a silver chain. Okay. Obviously, the card master needs the potion. Oh yeah, that's right. You can chuck your <laughs> strength yeah, so damage to those. Yeah, so I can draw the cards harder. Does. There's a hallway on the east and west sides of the room, as well as stairs leading up. And it's the, the stairs leading up are the classical plantation-style home where they go up end in a wall with a portrait and they circle around. Um, I say we go west first, down that hallway. Okay. You go down that hallway, and ending that hallway, there is a door set in right before the hallway makes a 90-degree turn and continues down another long hallway. Any doors to the side, or... Just that one door, as you're going through the hallway, there would be a door right here before it turns to go down the hall. Here. You take this potion of Stone Giant Strength. If you walk, wander down the hall just a little ways, you'll see another door set into the wall uh, down that long hallway. I actually doors. recommend you drinking it now. In the last an hour, your strength becomes a 23. Oh, Jesus Christ. So that would be a plus 6. I'm going to do that. Your passive perception, also, you guys are able to tell that there is a secret door at the end of the hallway at the end. 24. And there's a secret door over there. Yep, there's a secret door at the end of the hallway. Your guys' passive perception was enough to catch that. Oh, excellent. So there's a door set in the hallway right before it makes a 90-degree turn. There is another door visible uh, set in the sidewall. And at the end of the hall, where would be a dead end, there is yet a secret door. Secret door first. Okay. Um, You are able to see a large stone statue at the end of the hall. Can we see what it is, or is it just? uh, What does it look like? Uh, It's just a stone statue of a a human-looking person. You're not sure without getting closer to check it out. I say let's get closer, but be careful. I examine the crown molding very carefully for any. As you approach the stone statue, you see that it moves. Everybody roll me initiative. That's a nat one. one. Mm. 22. 21. Two. All right. Uh, Go ahead, then. Uh, Rune. 
Well, I guess I'll just do right of the dawn and fire my crossbow twice using one bonus action to start it off. Okay. Um, 21 and a nat one. Okay, the 21 will hit. Okay. Not the nat one? What? Yeah. Oddly, 16 points of piercing and radiant. Okay. That'll be good, my turn. Alright, on then to Vigar. I am going to cast Card Throw. Okay. On this dude. Alrighty. That's a 25 to hit. Yes. Alright, so that's, let's see, it is lightning damage. Okay. So that's nine points of lightning damage. Right. Second throw, that's an 18, which is a crit hit for me. Okay. That's fire, so four, uh, nine points of fire damage. Okay. The third card, that's a 27 to hit. Okay. It is fire again, so it does uh, 11 points of fire damage. All right. On then to Gerald. All right. Three attacks with my sun sword. Uh, those are all going to be above 20. Okay. So that's going to be uh, 40 points of damage. 40? 40. Not too bad. Okay. It is now the golem's turn. Uh, it is going to go ahead and... I think I'm going to try and blood curse him. Dave, I just need a wisdom saving throw from you. 18. 18. So. You just passed luckily. Oh my god. <laughs> what do I, what do I do I feel any like twinge? Of- you would have felt like your body was really sluggish and you would not be able to move. But I but I kind of snapped out of it. Yeah, you snapped out of it. Okay, cool. Okay. Um we are then on to the good doctor. Good doctor will I guess I'll give out temp hit points. Okay. Um, to room. If you want. Oh, okay. Um, so tens. Uh, is it possible to build a resistance? This doesn't feel as strongly as I. <laughs> Never mind. You do great. You do great. Work. Okay. <laughs> Are you saying you're getting addiction? Yeah. Maybe the high is no longer good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On to rune. <laughs> Take three, sh- um, two more shots. Doing a right to the offhand weapon. Okay. That'll be a twenty-four and a fourteen. The twenty-four will right seventeen points of radiant damage. Alrighty, we are then on to Vigar. Card throw. That's an at twenty. Nice. Okay, the spell type is orange card, acid. Okay. So it does three or nine points of acid damage. Nice. Second card, uh, 22 to hit. Yes. The type is violet, so psychic damage. Okay. And it takes nine points of psychic damage. I need a constitution saving throw. It is unaffected. It cannot be blinded. It cannot be hit by psychic. Oh, this still has to make this still has to make the save though. That's four. So yeah, it is blinded. Okay. Unless it's immune to the blind. Nope, it is not immune to that. Okay. Third card. That is a nat twenty again. Okay. That card is God dang it, the six. Can it be extra blinded? Nope. <laughs> Darn. Okay. Alright, Gerald. Yeah, um, so I'm uh, you know, don't fix what ain't broken. Uh those are all above twenty. Okay. So, 
I didn't want to roll high. Plus seven plus eight. 50 points of damage. 50, five zero. Five zero. Not too shabby at all. It is definitely feeling it now. It is its turn, and it is going to swing wildly at you twice, but it is blinded. I'll try to... Well, um, I'm going to try to curse him with the the eyeless, uh, giving him... No, he already has disadvantage. Yeah, he already has disadvantage. Ah. Why make him more one? Yes. That's a uh, 16. Do it. A nat one. Oh, that one will hit with a 23, even though he is blinded. Wow. Okay, you take 19 points of bludgeon damage. We are then on to you, good doctor. I will help. (laughs) (laughs) You can try. I'll run up and just heighten treatment for... I did the math a second ago. 39 hit points. Nice. Great. You're back up to full now. You took 19 points of damage. But now you're back to... Overheal. Overheal. Pretty much. Alright. Rune. Three shots. You're a little bit more living than you were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nat 20. How do you end it? Add up, baby. Shot through the head, radiant explosion. And little bits of gravel fall to the ground around you. That's how I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get any more evil, this is the reason I'm following you all the time. <laughs> that will be how you go. No, I meant with the gravel. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. Mason. <laughs> All right. I didn't even get that part of it. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So, where would you guys like to go from here? That hallway was deserted, uh, other than that golem. Uh, back out that secret door, there is a door at the end of the hallway you have not opened, and a door um, ten feet in on your uh, left that you have not opened yet either. Let's go to the end of the hallway. That door. Okay. You open up the door at the end of the hallway, and this room is full of old and broken furniture. Uh, can I make an investigation check to see if any of this furniture is actually a very powerful magic item? Yeah, we'll The chair of sitting. That's a nat one. The chair of rest. Uh, yeah. If you sit in it for, what, a couple of hours, you get the benefit of a short rest. Yeah, exactly, right? Yes. Okay, uh, that is it for this room. There is the door you have not opened back down the hallway. There is also the entire east side of the hallway that you have not checked either. Or, excuse me, west side of the hallway that you have not checked. Finish up with that uh, unopened door. Yep, the one door we have not checked. Okay, you guys go to that door. And with your passive perception, right as you're about to open this door, um, you hear skittering on the other side. You also know that the door is locked. Um... Here. Do you need the the, the 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 man with the 23 strength to break down this door? Oh, Ruin, you would also see that it is trapped. Because I can do oh. that. It is trapped. Give me one second to check this out. Bob? Yes. I am actually going to go spectral. Okay. I'm just going to pass right through the door. Okay. What is your uh, benefits of going spectral? Uh, as a bonus action, I can allow my body to take on a swift, ghostly form. My movement's the same. It lasts a number of rounds equal to my wisdom modifier, and while the surge lasts, I can make a single weapon attack as a bonus action on each of my turns. In addition, I become spectral for the, uh, the duration, while I'm going to move through other creatures and objects as if they were just difficult terrain. I take 1d10 force damage if I end my turn inside of an object. Otherwise, 
uh, I seem to be unaffected uh, until, like, the search ends, and if I'm inside something, I get shunted and it hurts more. Okay, you see four large swarms of rats and a giant sickly-looking rat. Anything else in the room that matters? Not that you can see. Going right back out. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ending the spectrum. Okay. Yeah, explain. Swarm of rats, one looked plagued, nothing else. The door's trapped. It is a pain. I can blow up the door. So let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's skip that room. Moving on. Okay. Uh, you then, that is it for this side of the hallway. Would you like to go down the west hallway now? Yes. yes. Okay. You go down the west hallway, and this hallway has a door to the north, and further down the hall, you see a very large stone statue. It is smoothly honed into an abstract form of a humanoid in armor. The bulk of the statue is blocking the doorway to the south. It almost looks impossible. Um, well, I think we all know where this is going, right? Let me try something impossible to move. Say, I can try and... Either one, I can try and attack it from a long range, see if it hurts it. I'd do that. If nothing happens and we can't push it away, how heavy does it look? I um, think our stone giant strength man might be able to move it too. It looks Ooh. like even with the potion, you're likely to crap your pants before you. Move it. <laughs> How heavy does it hurt? Are you like myself? right up to it, inspecting it, or are you? Do I think it looks to be more than a thousand pounds? Uh, probably yes. It looks to be carved from a single piece of stone. Damn. So more than a thousand pounds, likely. Okay. Oh, yeah, we can just try attacking it at first. This is it, does, a- it is a large object as opposed to a medium-sized object. Well, that doesn't... Well, if it's an object, I have telekinesis. And so I was thinking if it looks impossible to move as far as physically, mm-hmm. if it weighs telekinesis, I can try to move an object that weighs up to a thousand pounds. Uh, okay. And whatnot, if... And if it isn't... I would say, that. yeah. I would say in this instance, probably not. Just because... Also, the other one is if it's a creature, I can try to move a huge or smaller creature. Yeah. And so I just wasn't sure... Well, yeah, you also size. seem to notice that it is attached to the floor. Okay. Yeah, upon closer inspection, if you guys were to go up to it, and even from this distance, you have dark vision with the robe of the eyes and all that crap, so... Oh, no, you didn't no, take I, that. No, I have to look. Um, but yeah, you would see that it, it is actually stuck to the ground. Okay. Uh... So you have the door to the north and the stairs going up. Let's check the door. Yeah, let's get everything on this level. And then we'll check the door, then we can check the statue, and then go upstairs. Sounds good. Okay. This room is completely empty. Oh, well, that's cute. There is also a door that leads uh, into what appears to be a smaller room. <laughs> let's go through. Please. Uh, God, you. now it won't go. This room also appears to be completely empty, and there is yet another door on the north part of the wall. Oh no. Uh, do we go through it? I guess. I mean, gingerly go through Okay, that door leads outside of the uh, house, and as you kick it open, you notice that it, there's thick ivy holding the door kind of in place. Yeah, but it leads to outside? Yes. Do anything else with the door or go back the way you came? Let's go back. Okay. Effectively clears up. You go back into that main room uh, where the statue is in the hallway and there are stairs leading up. Let's go up. 
The stairs wind up to the top landing where uh, an open hallway awaits. The remains of an old tattered carpet rot on top of mildewed boards. The ceiling is damp and stained where the roof often leaks. There are five closed doors on this floor and an alcove to the west that leads up to some threadbare stairs that go up. Check these doors and then go upstairs. Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, clockwise, counterclockwise, any preference? Clockwise. Okay. Going clockwise, the first door on the, let's see, east side, you open the door. This room is completely empty. Second door. <laughs> okay. Mansion is totally empty. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, one golem and some diseased rats. You've yet to find the... Yep. You open this okay. door, and six were-rats are in this room. The were-rats are awaiting your entrance and attack. Yep. Everybody roll initiative. A glorious ten. Not quite as glorious nine. <laughs> Much less glorious four. Eighteen. <laughs> doctor. A very glorious. <laughs> you can go me a doctor at Luckily for you guys, they can only fit through the door one at a time. Unluckily for you guys, they are wielding both short swords and hand crossbows. So, one steps into the door. Who would have opened the door? Alright. <laughs> Sun sword. That definitely will not hit with a 13. Uh, however, the five crossbow bolts... Oh, I'm going to try to do uh, some blinding on some of those. Okay, how many uh, can you get? I can do three. I want to do two. So, one from each of the crossbow builders. Just the first one I'll try to do disadvantage on. Okay. That equals a miss, then? What's the, Is there a saving throw Actually, or anything? I'm sorry. Uh, it's a reaction. I can only do that once. So One enemy? One enemy will have disadvantage. There is no saving throw. They'll just have disadvantage on the attack roll. Okay, so one is affected, and that turned one of those hits into a miss. Uh, however, you get one normal hit and one crit. Alright, so you would take, then... Uh, you take nine points of piercing from one, and eight points of piercing from the other. Cool. All right. On then to the good doctor. I'm gonna hold out the wand of lightning bolts and kind of threatening, you know or are you gonna it? use it? DC 15. I'm gonna use it. Oh, okay. Uh. It, does that go against your Hippocratic oath? No. I've decided that animals don't count because they're rats, right? Where rats? Where rats? Oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll have a discussion later and you'll have a crisis of faith. But, uh, no, go for it. It's gonna be fun. We don't have, we, we didn't have time to talk her out of this and, like, explain. When they shapeshift back to human? No, uh, don't do I mean, no. better make her own decisions. You would have rudimentary knowledge enough of where rats to know when they die, they go back to their human form. Okay, then no, I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I looked at Dave and I said, you're welcome. Um, yeah, because if your doctor suddenly stops being a doctor... Well, you're not or, like a clerical, you'll suddenly lose your powers. Or if the lightning goes through break the your fighter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I thought that was your defibrillation wand. <laughs> Clear! Oh, shit! You, you cleared the target and everything behind him. Pretty much. I'll give temp HP to Gerald. Yay! That's better. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 18. And actually, Gerald, um, 
I was off on this, and they have four levels of rogue, so they actually get sneak die. Oh, so Jesus. I get to add in a few extra points of damage. That's okay. No. You know? I have 148. I've got HP to spare. Okay. Um, so three of those hit. Uh, one was a crit. So that would add an additional uh, 19 to one of those, uh, 7 to another, and 12 to another. Nice. Feeling okay? I'm feeling about, uh, if I had to rate it on a scale from 1 to 148, <laughs> I'm sitting about a 93. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, we are then on to Rune. I'll take shots at the archers. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, three shots. Two hits. Okay. One was in that one. Uh, that'll be 19 points of damage to one of them. Okay, and the archers, you said? Yep. Okay. The same one, if you didn't drop, I'll shoot him yep. again for 22 points That drops one. Okay. That's the end of my turn. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you did the breath. On then to Vigar. All right, how many are left? There are five left. One is melee uh, in front of Gerald. Okay. I'm going to run around the corner so I can see them all, and I'm going to cast a vitriolic spear in the room so I hit all of them. Okay. I need a dex save. All right. From all of them. uh, Reminder that one and twos are crit. Yep. Thank you for reminding me. Holy balls, Virgil. You finally got your crit. (laughs) The other four were all above 18. Really? Yep. Okay, so that means I have to roll 12 d 4. 23 for the normal. Okay, yep, uh, if they pass. So minus half, so divide by half, so 12. Okay. And then... The one is going to die. So the one that you crit on is dead. Okay. The other two aren't standing by much of anything. Okay. The halfsies. Okay. And they passed? Yes. How much do they need? Uh, no, I already, I just, I okay. just did it. Uh, yep, it was enough that they're close the enough to death that, that pretty much... Yep. And because they pass, they don't take the extra damage at the end of the Yep. Okay, then. Uh, we are on, then, to Gerald. So, he just put, like, a cloud of stuff in their area, right? Uh, uh, a glowing one-foot ball of emerald acid streaks there and explodes in a 20-foot radius. So, oh, I so in there. it's Think of, like, fireball, but uh-huh. acid. So if I walk in there, am I gonna get hurt? Nope, he'll be fine. Okay, cool. Um, is the one right in front of me? Did he get killed? Uh, no, he did not. He okay. is one of the survivors. First hit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit at him. That's a fourteen. That will hit. Otherwise known as a nat one. Oh, gotcha. Because um, a fourteen would technically hit, but a nat one misses. You have a thirteen day. I have plus thirteen with uh, stone giant strength plus. Plus two sun sword plus uh, plus Fighting five style, yeah. proficiency bonus. That's Six, a solid bonus. Yeah. So that's an eighteen to hit. Yep. So that's going to be um, eleven points of damage to the rat. That kills it. Okay. Any others? Three left in the room. Okay. I have one more attack. So that's um, in the thirties. That is a fifteen. That will hit. No. Oh, for damage. For damage. Dead another. Okay. That's all the attacks I have. Okay. The two were-rats that are remaining screech high-pitchedly and both shoot at you. Do it. I do. Yeah. Uh, neither will hit. That sucks. 
So, okay. On then to the good doctor. Uh, it's okay, they're not people. I'll, I'll walk over to Gerald and give you 39 more hit points. Room. Three shots. Two hits. If they do more than 11 points of damage, they're dead. Yep, baseline, it's 11 plus. You slay both of them that are left. Nice. Alright, uh, you guys finished off the rest of the were-rats and looted them, so uh, there are clockwise three more doors remaining. Just keep going clockwise. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Alright, the first room uh, that you come to after that is full of old, broken furniture. Uh, nothing else really of worth. I look for anything that looks remotely like an umbrella. Uh, no, you do see what you thought was an umbrella, but ended up being a fake palm tree instead that was upside down. Is it? I pull it out. Does is it, it actually? Is it actually like a wand or anything? Oh, no, it's not. Okay, I put it back. So we end up disguised. Yeah, disguised as a palm tree. Next room is absolutely nothing. In it. Okay, next room. The next room. Uh, this door looks a little bit different than the other ones. It doesn't appear to have all the scratch marks that many of the other doors did. It also looks much nicer. Uh, does it look like it's locked? It does not. Uh, can we see anything through the keyhole, or... You put your eye to the keyhole? Oh, God. Well, so I... if, if the door is unlocked, I can use thaumaturgy to throw it open. We can do it from a distance, in case it is trapped. I can't do that ghost trick until we take a short rest, so... That sounds like a good thing. I say, yeah, just do... Yeah, do just stand a little bit back. Okay, I use thaumaturgy to okay. throw the door open if it is unlocked. Yes, the door blows open, and inside you see a man in dark robes who seems to have been anticipating that. Uh-huh. What, that we were going to stand back? E- that you were going to open the door. So, uh, keep the same initiative or roll new? Keep the same. Yeah, Okay. Let's do it. Go ahead. We will start off with him. Yay. Yay. All right. He is going to go ahead and shoot his crossbow at whoever is in the lead. Who would that be? <laughs> wait, Wouldn't it be you because you thaumaturged? Okay. So explain the room. Is it like a hallway and then the door and then that room? Uh, no. You just open the door and there's a guy on the other side. I stood on the side of it. Like, if that's the door... Like, over here. In the, oh, like that and blast it open? Yeah, that way nobody was in front of it. Oh, okay. In case it was trapped or something, it blows up, or oh, okay. something, it wouldn't hit any of us. Okay, well then, uh, you would have seen a guy poke his head out then. Okay. At some point. <laughs> but he was anticipating the door being open, okay. because of how much noise you made attacking the world. Okay. Yeah. Alright then, um... I would probably be somewhere in the front, ready to go in, so... Yeah. Uh, if he he's waiting, he would probably shoot me first. Yeah, he would have. Um... Uh, that's a 17 plus 7, uh, so I'm assuming that will yep. hit. And you take uh, four points of uh, uh, piercing damage, and I need a constitution saving throw. Oh, wait, you're immune to poison, aren't you? Uh, I have resistance. Okay, have go ahead and then make the save. 23. That is enough to pass. However, you still are going to take 12 points of poison damage. You mean so six half points of, that would of be poison six. damage? Uh, that's much better than the normal 7d6. Wait, what? Normally, Whoa. you take 7d6 poison damage <laughs> on a failed save. That is... That is some potent if stuff. You were, if you were ever looking for an example of why this class is dope, uh, this is it. Yeah, mark right here, folks. Mark your calendar. Right here. All right. 
Finally, you get a chance to use that, huh? Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. we are then on to the good doctor. And I'll just continue to wrap bandages around. <laughs> You're going to get dizzy one of these days. From yeah. That's another 39 hit points. Okay. It's kind of good that you've got, like, the gnome heights. Yeah. On to Rune, then. All right, radiant crossbows. Does a 19 hit? Yes, it does. Then all three shots will hit. Okay. So that'll be 26 for the first shot. Not too shabby. And I'll shout, where's the kid? Then second shot uh, for 18 more points of damage. Third shot for 23 points of damage. Dang. All right, he does not like that at all. He would have yelled in the basement, followed by screeching laughter when you asked, where's the boy? Oh. Uh, card throws. <laughs> so first card, well, that's a 27 to hit. Yep. All right, the card type is fire and does seven points of damage. Okay. Second card, that's a 19, which is a crit for me. And how do you kill it? What kind of card is it? Another fire one. So the second fire card shoots and hits him, and he bursts into flames and falls to the ground. Okay. You find on his charred husk the key that you believe is used to unlock the statue from the complicated locking mechanism. Oh, oh, there we go. You also find hidden in his room, or hidden on him, is a dagger of venom. There's also within the room the deed to the house, 50 foot of silk rope, a bag of caltrops, a diamond worth a thousand gold pieces, 200 platinum pieces, two potions of healing, and a bag of dust of disappearance. Okay, who wants the po- who wants the health pots and dust of disappearance? Um, I guess I'll take them. So then you guys make your way. Uh, there is another set of stairs that goes up one more level. Otherwise, you guys can go down the big stairs. Whichever. Do we want to take a short rest before we go down? Let's take a short rest and descend. Okay. Wait, you left. I don't really want to wait to... No, yeah. And we, okay. Your ability to stealth is going to be super nice. All right, making your way down uh, to the first floor, or are you climbing the stairs? Let's go to the first floor. Okay, you go back to the first floor and back to that statue. You are easily able to find where the key fits in the mechanism. And after unlocking it from the ground, you realize that it was actually not that heavy. So you're able to... Mm -hmm. What's your strength now? Uh, It's 20 now. Yeah, you're able to just kind of grunt and move it out of the way of the door. My stone giant potion wore off. There's, uh, now the door is uh, uncovered. Go in. Alright, you leading the charge? Yep. Okay, uh, you open the door, and I need a constitution saving throw from everybody. What? Oh boy. What? Eighteen. Okay, anybody that rolled less than an eighteen? Shit. How many? Seven. I rolled a twelve. So you rolled a twelve? A what? Thirteen. You might be getting that poison. Ooh. I can't... I don't, it doesn't work on me, though. I might be getting a two. <laughs> Alright, you all take thirty-two points of poison damage. Hey! Thirty-two. Uh, uh, and half on a save. Sixteen. That goes through those temp hit points. Okay. okay, the door then easily opens, um, and this room is completely empty except for a massive hole in the center of the room, which is perfectly cut into a circle. It's the resilient stench of ancient rot and death permeates from the hole. Cute. Um, well, 
Is there anything else in the room, or is it just... Nope. Completely empty. The hole appears to be about 20 feet wide, and when you look down, it appears to be around 80 mm-hmm. feet deep. Well, I'll, uh, And it is perfectly smooth all the way down. No foot or hand moves. The Explorer's Pack, the one that has the pittons stuff for climbing... No. You guys also just found a 50-foot uh, thing of silk rope, and every explorer's pack also contains 50 feet. Silo's those two together secure it to something. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you are able to, with that giant statue on the other side, kind of prop it in the doorway, tie it off, and still have more than enough rope to get down to the bottom. All right. Okay. We all head down. All right. The caverns below the house have unusually smooth surfaces. It is not natural and has been created with a very precise implement that left no tool marks. There is something unsettling about this, but you're not sure why. I feel with, unsettled. Yep, I'm not sure yeah. why. With your uh, passive perception, you are able to note that um, none of the tracks, there are very few tracks, um, mostly some small claw marks, um, but none of the tracks are small enough to be made by the missing boy. Could have been Terry. Okay, there are uh, one, two, three, four, five uh, entrances. Uh, all the way around this place. Two to the north, one directly east, and two to the south. It is also pitch dark. Hey, we're not vision. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, shall we just take passage to the left? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, the leftmost passage would be uh, northward facing diagonally. Uh, you continue down the hall for quite a ways, and there are several dead ends, but you eventually are able to wrap around a couple of times. Uh, different twisting passages, and you enter a chamber. You notice a glowing shape of a man near the northern wall. He is translucent, but you can see that he wears clothing of a noble. A ghostly figure. The ghostly figure turns to you. His beard face is sad and full of sorrow. It does not seem menacing at all. Without a word, it bows its head and turns back toward the northern wall. Spirit, what's going on here? He does not answer any questions made to him, but he does languish around sadly. Uh, occasionally motioning, motioning south with a sense of longing. That's that's south. Well, Thanks to the south. Yeah, yeah. You also notice as you're leaving a uh, decayed pouch laying on the ground next to the remnants of what was once a skeleton, uh, with the initials E B written on it. E B. Yes, E B. Um, you recall that the house was originally owned by Edward Barton. Uh, this might be his ghost. What's in the pouch? Nothing. It's just the remnants of a pouch. You guys uh, loop your way back to the main passage and are able to head south from there. As you enter this large chamber, you see a teenage boy sitting against the far wall with his back turned to you. This could be the missing boy, but he is standing freakishly still, and you notice that he is actually floating about a foot off the ground. Uh, okay. Are my hunter senses tingling at this? Yeah. Sounds like... I don't know. Creepy floating kids just screams the yeah, exorcist at me. That's a normal. That's a normal Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I believe so. devil tongues and vomiting. Ah, it's okay. He's just a kid. Yeah. Uh, your undead senses are tingling. Oh shit. Okay. That's done. I have the crossbow ready, kid. So you shout to him, kid. Yep. When you call out to him, he turns quickly to face and yells in an overwhelmingly deep voice, Master! Visitors are here to offer you their blood and bones! And the boy's eyes immediately roll back into his head and he falls to the floor unconscious. Jesus Christ. 
What did we get into? Your normal Tuesday. <laughs> this is... And we went to Barovia. We killed Strahd. Is I was going to say, yeah, Barovia. Bar- Barovia seemed a little bit more tame and kind of than this. <laughs> this is just weird. Yeah. Welcome to Faerun, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Can I go back to Barovia? There, yeah. <laughs> there appears to be a tunnel continuing to the north from that hallway. Do we hear anything? After? Well, first off, is that kid alive? Uh, yeah, you're able to go up to him, and he is breathing, but he is completely unconscious. And you, your efforts to slap him awake do not work. He's fine. <laughs> Just sleeping it off. When you're a doctor, she's well, gotten dark ever since coming back from Barovia. Strahd messed me up. <laughs> Ravenloft does things to people. Continue to the north. Yes. Yeah. Do we hear anything? You hear absolutely nothing. Eerily silent. Even the breaths of the boy seem somewhat. This is hell. Who is leading the charge? Atta boy, some sort of guy. You continue ahead, and the same in the same instant, you notice ten glowing orbs in front of you. You need to give me a dexterity saving throw. Ten glowing orbs, or uh, five things with eyes. That sucks. That's okay, though, because I can re-roll a failed saving throw. That's oh, probably a very good thing. Wait, was it a dex saving throw? Yes. That's an unnatural 20. Thank goodness. Um, you take... I rolled a nat one on the first one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that is probably a very good thing. Um, because this ray of supercharged force whooshes past you, and where there was a tunnel wall mm-hmm. next to you, there is now nothing for 120 Approximately how much damage would I have taken? What was that spell? Something very powerful. Arcana? Left? Yeah. Uh, well, not you won't have. You can do that on your turn if you want. Um, you would know that that stone wall that was just there is now nothing but dust. Dust slowly filters down. So that would have also been spunk. me. Most likely. Go ahead and everybody roll me initiative. Uh, no. I also got an eight. I also got an eight. I got a nine. <laughs> oh my god. We are going to die. Eight and eight. Yep. Who's got the highest dex? I have a plus, plus five to my initiative. Plus four. Alright. Okay, so, uh, so me. <laughs> Let's see if I can beat a nine. Oh my god, I go first with a nine. Oh dear Jesus. A one. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ah, we are all so quick to act. We're all stunned. Yeah. We're like, oh my god, it's a thing. And it's looking at us like, oh my god, the adventuring party. <laughs> So we're attacking these glowing orbs now? What you drawing? Oh, hell no. Are oh, they going to be five X's? Oh, you son of a biscuit. Oh, shit. <laughs> no! It's a, it's a special beholder. No! It's the skeleton of a cyclops. No! <laughs> you son of a biscuit. Now you know why they TPK'd every time for, they uh, this pretty for much. The, for the listeners... He just drew a very crude drawing of some sort of one-eyed skull with uh, dots around it, maybe? I'm not really sure. I told you, it's the skull of a, of a You cyclone. guys have only heard of this creature in legend. It is a death tyrant. Basically, a beholder that became a lich. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, don't. You can go ahead and kill this guy. He's dead already. 
I've never even heard of that oh, before. Make him Dave, you are also directly in front of uh, its main eye right now. It is focusing upon How the fuck that does it sounds do that? to me like a bad idea. Gerald, it is your turn. So does it even make a flash? I'm gonna try and like shift around oh, a little God, bit so it's not looking directly at it. And then I'm going to attack three times. Some sword. And that's going to be a 16, a 27, and a 15. Okay. Um, go ahead. Uh, was that to hit? Yes. The okay. highest was a 15. Yeah. Or the lowest was a 15. Sorry. Okay. The 15 will not hit. But the rest will. Uh, what were the others? Uh, the other one was a 19 and a 27. Yep. Both of those would hit. Okay, and I'm going to do an action surge, so I'm going to do that again. I'm at 43 so far. Okay. Um, that's an unnatural 20, a nat 20, and well above 20. Okay, all so of those will hit. I'm going to roll twice for the nat 20 first, so that's that is 92 points of radiant damage. Not too shabby. It's not as well as you roll to get strawed, but that's... That's respectable. Yeah, that's a respectable amount of damage. Oh yeah, not too shabby. Mr. Room. I'm gonna try to move out of firing range of the main eye. Okay. Wait, take... it fires through its eye? That's kind of what it yeah. looks like. Each, each eye, each orb um, was an eye at one point before it died, and different rays come out of the different eyes. Spread out. Actually, you know what? On. Hold on to that thought. Give me another dex. Legendary oh. action. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try and do my uh, my fending right, and if an enemy casts a spell that requires a, a dex saving throw, not a spell. That's a twenty-one. Crap. Twenty-one, not too bad. You only take half damage this time. <laughs> I'm glad I have that ten temporary HP. Yep. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it would not have been a uh, dex save. It would have been a con. Oh, I can't uh, in that. that case, it would have been even better. Also a twenty-one. Okay, you still make it. However, you are going to take 18 points of oh. necrotic damage. Huh. 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 Uh, you're telling me the damage is only in Position. double digits. Are you digits. ready to save our butts? <laughs> okay, your turn, uh, Ruben. I didn't right. say I wanted to die this, this game. Three shots. First Somebody one. should get poisoned, too. Just while I here. rolled a... Tr- oh, does a 19 hit this guy? A 19 does, yes. Awesome. All three will hit, and one of them was a crit. Awesome. Uh, 19 points of damage for the sh- first hit. Uh, 22 for the second hit. Third, a crit. 35 points of damage for a crit. Um, Kelly, I need a dexterity saving throw. 11. 11? You take 55 points of necrotic damage. Okay, that's fine. Oh, this is fine. Okay, uh, your turn again. Sorry, Bert. That was the spell, okay. was it? Uh, I'm gonna run around so, so that I'm out of its yeah. right in front of it. Okay. And then I'm gonna cast Card Throw. Okay. That's an 18, so that's a crit hit. Uh, the card is Lightning. So the first one does for uh, 10 points of Lightning damage. Okay. Second card, that is a 13 to hit. The 13 thir- does not hit. Okay. Third card, uh, a 20 to hit. Yes. Okay. And that card is blue, so cold damage. Okay. And it does nine points. We are then on to the good doctor. Yeah, I'm going to back out for a second. Okay. You're able to move out of the way uh, using half your movement. And then... Just back it up. <laughs> just back it up. 
I'm going to give myself 39 hit points. And I'm going to spend two more to do uh, another treatment as a bonus action. Okay. On myself. So that's another 13. You need a calculator? I got one. <laughs> 28 plus 13 plus 30. Back up. I just erased pretty much all of the damage that he did to me just now. How much of my movement did it take for me to get out of the room? Uh, half. I'll okay. use your other half to come right back in. No, I think I'm going to wait a second. Sure. It's not like I can do anything while you guys are getting hit anyways. And he's going to shoot a fucking laser. Yeah, so I'm just going to wait out there. The room. Well, he just run go. in, medicine, run back Before out. his yep. turn, Virgil, I need you, or uh, Vigar, I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. 18. 18. You pass luckily. It is now its turn. Alright. Okay, I need Dave to give me a con save. I need uh, Rune to give me a deck save, and Virgil, I need you to give me a deck save as well. Any of these spells? No. All of them are raised. Damn. So, Dave, what did you get? Yeah, um, 11? You are paralyzed for one minute. Actually... Don't worry. <laughs> Fear not, I am citizen. paralyzed for one minute. Sounds good. 20. 20? Okay. You only take uh, 18 points of necrotic damage. Or, uh, excuse me, uh, I said deck save, didn't I? Yep. Um, nope, you're totally fine. Uh, Virgil? Uh, 19. Okay, and that was a deck save or a con? Dex. Dex? Okay, you pass as well, so you are fine. But that ray of... Um, uh, of disintegrated energy slams into the wall behind you and chews another large hole out of the cavern. Mm-hmm. Alright, on then to your turn. Don't have a card of counter spell prepared? They're not spells. You can repeat the saving throw <sighs> at the end of your turn. That's the problem. That's <laughs> why no. so I slopped that out when I... That's oh. an 18. Damn, you are monster. no longer paralyzed. Oh, man. Next round. Yep, next round. You just on come right then back out. to rooms. Actually, you know what? No, it is his turn again. Because uh, he's going to use a legendary I action. I need a wisdom save there, bud. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I have good wisdom. That'll be a 28. Okay. You are able to uh, not be affected by his charm. How dare... Oh, I have advantage against that. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. On then to your turn. Find Sir Rune. Oh, sweet. That's another 20. How do you bring down this creature? Oh my god. Yes. I want to blow up the whole skull, have his eyes shoot random lasers as he's doing his death throws. We all narrowly avoid the damage. And I, I'm still on the ground, half paralyzed, so I'm like, yeah! <laughs> Upon its death, the okay. you would be released from <laughs> said effects. You guys are able to find back in his chamber, his hoard, 8,000 gold pieces worth of art and literature. Um, you also find mixed jewels and coins worth 11,000 gold pieces. You're telling me this giant laser skull reads for, like, when he's bored? Yeah. They're collectors and hoarders. They are they yeah. awesome. No, you also find a potion of invulnerability, three potions of greater healing, a pair of sending stones, robe of the stars, and manual of quickness of action. What However, the... this is where our adventure will end. What does manual uh, You were able to save like the boy. I think that bumps your dex score up. Bumps it yeah. above the maximum. It raises your maximum to like 22. Uh, this is where we will end it. I'm not uh, going to lie. This would have been an awesome adventure had you not had the Sun Sword. It would have been much more challenging. That dropped the boss's max health by half. 
Oh, and that Jesus. one attack. If you wanted me to give up the sun sword, no, for no, this, no. Totally this was you deserved it. This is one of those balance things but that I'm is really that hard is. to dictate okay. because mm-hmm. it is a legendary item, and legendary items do naturally change the entire flow of the game. Well, they're freaking legendary, exactly. <laughs> so, for my little part for this review of the adventure, I would definitely give this five stars. It's a quick one-off that is a ton of fun and. I think really does add something that you're not going to get from a standard book adventure. Okay, now that we have completed that, we will go into our overall reviews. Uh, I overall was very pleased with all of them. I have my own opinions as far as the class feel and the balance of them, but uh, I know our listeners want to hear from all of you who have actually played them and not been on this side of the chair, because after all, I'm out to kill you. Anytime you kill me... I think it's unbalanced. So go ahead, and we will start traditionally with Gerald. What are your impressions of this race as a whole, its potential, and its uses in other campaigns that you think would be a fun fit? Sure, yeah. Um, So the Unchained is thematically, uh, you know, it's a good race that fits with uh, Curse of Strahd especially, I think. The idea of being someone who's died and come back again, um, just role-playing-wise, I think is super cool. And it, it adds a lot to kind of the mystique of Barovia. So uh, as far as that goes, I think it's super cool. Gameplay-wise, um, like a lot of other races, um, it kind of, you know... It stays in the background, mostly. There are a few times where it's really going to save your ass, but most of the time, uh, it's just going to be something that gives you a little extra constitution or a little extra charisma. So, um, yeah, it's not out in the open like your class features are going to be. And, obviously, the thing that had me rolling, you know, over 100 damage was my fighter class, not really my unchained race, but you know, you could argue that because I was able to put plus two in my constitution early on with my race, I was able to focus more on my strength and getting that up. And in one way or another, it did kind of help with that. So, yeah, I think I think this is a really good race. I mean, it's certainly balanced. It wasn't overpowered. I didn't notice a lot of times where it gave me a big advantage, but it certainly did come in handy every once in a while, which is pretty much par for the course for your race features. So, uh, yeah, overall, I have to say, it's pretty balanced. It's a good race that stands up well to all the things that have actually been published. So, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I agree big time. Um, I think if we were running Cursed of Strahd as it was meant to be played as a long, drawn-out campaign like the Castle Ravenloft, Every 10 minutes you are within Castle Ravenloft, I was supposed to roll on the random encounters table, and 90% of them, not 90, but quite a few of them that were options were all combat. And I think that attrition really would have helped had we been playing it, but for the constraints of a podcast, we weren't able to run those encounters religiously like we probably should have. But that extra death saving throw, that is huge. And in any campaign where poison becomes a thing, that resistance really saved you. Oh, yeah. That if your DM's a dick, pick this, <laughs> pick this race, because it'll help. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kelly? So, I like the position a lot. 
I do think that for this game it was balanced, but I can see where if you're playing a different type of setting or something, it could be quickly kind of not balanced. Um, especially where not only can I heal really consistently and pretty high, I can take care of conditions, um, detoxification, just, like, the party doesn't have to spend hit die. So a lot of the stuff that, like, because of the time constraints of the podcast, I didn't get to display it. But there's a lot of extra stuff in there that can really take care of a lot of the roadblocks that a DM would throw at you. Um, yeah, I mean, I personally uh, only got to use two of my <laughs> of my entire abilities just because of the way that um, we were running and the fact that the rest of my party members were... Competent? Yep. <laughs> really good at pounding out the damage. Um, so, yeah, the fact that uh, stabilization... But Spare the Dying is a cantrip, so I guess it kind of... I mean, that's even, but I didn't have to use spell slots. I never ran out of, or even got close to running out of medkit points. Um, Yeah, at the end, I think I had 23, but I was only spending three a, um, like, per turn. Yeah, and that's something that might might have been a little bit more restricting had you been... Uh, had you been having to heal more, yeah, I mean, exactly. use those a lot more. Like those random encounters in it, you wouldn't have been yeah. able to recharge because yeah. of that natural environment kind of yeah. a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I do have to be in a natural environment to fix it, but um, I mean, at twentieth level, you get um, bottomless med kit. So as soon as I roll initiative okay. and I don't have any med kit points, I automatically get eight. Which so, is huge. Yep. So it could. Depending on your setting, depending on your DM, and what sort of challenges you're facing, it could get a lot more ridiculous. It's just, in this particular campaign, I didn't have a whole lot to do, for the most part. And if you... The way that I played, I chose to play Lawful Good, following the Hippocratic Oath. You do not have to do that. You can go around being a crazy hacksaw doctor... (laughs) <laughs> that, that murders everything. Or, or uh, like, with the other uh, archetypes in there, you could be a yeah, plague doctor. You could be a plague doctor. There is um, three different paths that you can take. I took a curative method just because I thought we would need a lot more heals. Um, you could do buffs. You could do toxicology. So you can poison other things. It really just depends on the setting. So... You absolutely do not have to play like I did, where I just went around and put gauze around some people. <laughs> that was that was my contribution. I think the whole party ended up pretty much like mummies by the yep, end. Yep, everybody had some ace bandages. Grateful, grateful mummies. Yeah, grateful, grateful mummies. So, yeah, I, I really like the class. Um, I'd like to play it again, maybe in a little more challenging setting, where I'm you know, needed, so my, my battle medic skills get put to use a little bit more. Or when there's more attrition, you know. Yeah, my uh, party was just too good. Yeah. So, oh. the doctor isn't needed when, you know, the, well, the party can handle themselves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, we were all pretty competent. I mean, we ha- we knew our characters pretty well. And, and there were spots where we got in a pinch, and you just flat out saved our butts. Well, I mean, you, you just were- did <laughs> Like, I feel like you guys were rolling really well, too. Like, on, on a lot of the saving throws, you guys rolled well, which also affects ha- ha- if I have something to do or not. Like, you if you guys have had... a bunch of conditions to roll. Yeah, if you guys yeah. had rolled worse, I would have had a lot more to do. Yeah. 
Easy paycheck. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sending you my bill later. Oh, crap. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, after that, that last thing. Yeah, all of that ending treasure is mine. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Is that going to be your outro? Yep. All right, on to you, Rune. Oh, Matthew Mercer, you did great. Um, the Bloodhunter has gone through a lot of revisions just to get it balanced, and I do think that it is... I really like where it's at. The only thing that I think might be worth looking at again is just with Blood Maledict affecting more than just uh, when an enemy targets you with a spell, if it's an ability. Just a rewording so that you can affect their blood if it's a, a racial thing that they're casting. I feel like you should still be having a little bit of control on that. But otherwise, Crimson Right was fun. It wasn't too OP. Uh, it lowered my maximum hit points. And I was wanting to try to see if, because the option for dual wielding this, like it was supposed to cost additional hit points, it didn't hamper the game too much. It, um, I feel like the lowered HP didn't even really come into it. No, I, I had about the same HP as you and, you know, our card shark, uh, where <laughs> <laughs> normally I would be sitting more at uh, what was your hit points at the end? My, it was like 148. Yeah, I, I have 138 normally, but once I do two loads of uh, of Crimson Right, my hit points lower down to about 106. Yeah, and I have a D8 with a plus 2 in my con, and I'm sitting at a 115. Yeah. Yep. So, and a D8's not a, you know, you're on par bad. with a D8, and that's a lot of, you know, you're... You're not squishy, you're just... You're not squishy, you're... But you're, you'll make it, you know... Uh, rogue rogue, strength. Rogues, monks... Yeah. All those kind of classes. With the dex bonus to your armor, because you are yeah. you were more of a dex-based fighter than a strength, which yep. really helped to avoid the damage in the first place. It's true. Yeah. Now, I wasn't worried about was, you. Was it, um, was it a little cumbersome to be doing the blood rites all the time, or... It did what? slow down my initial starting in a combat, mm-hmm. because if I didn't have it prepped, because I can hold it until a short rest, or until I let go of my weapons, or if I give it up, I have to use a bonus action to get one started. So at times in combat, I would blood write a weapon, fire with it twice. Second round, blood write the second weapon, fire twice, and then third round I could go three attacks at a time. Mm-hmm. So it, it took a little bit of building. Fighter starts right out the gate strong, but having an elemental choice is really nice. Yeah, I just meant is it is it inconvenient to have to every time be doing you know that extra little thing in your head where you, you know, take this much off of your health, add this much to your damage. No. Is that... You know, no. I, uh, I actually just wrote down in my hit point maximum just in little parentheses, mm-hmm. my new max hit points every time I did the rights. It was just often enough where it's like, okay, I have my max hit points, but I'm never really sitting there. Okay. And if you if we were leveling one level at a time, like a standard campaign, it would be a little bit more cumbersome because it would be changing more often, I think. Sure. And if we were using more items that affected your health point totals mm-hmm. or doing, doing more with uh, spells and abilities that would lower them, it would probably do a bit more of that. But I don't think it was too bad for this because it is kind of a quick, almost one-shot event. Mm-hmm. All right. Last but not least. The Cardmaster... I actually had a really good time. Uh, this was fun. One thing I'm worried about is balance. I mean, there were points where, uh, I'm just thinking of a number of weeks ago when we first started level four, and I wasn't landing any crit hits, I was a very underpowered wizard. I mean, I just really didn't have, you know, underpowered warlock, but, you know, warlocks without any of their special abilities, you know, basing on cantrips and uh, very few spell slots. Uh, but after that, and I started hitting some of those uh, crit hits, it was just 
a damaged train. I mean, it was like night and day. Yeah, yeah it was just one of the yeah. Once you because the whole thing, it's all about the crit hits, and this class is all about once you hit it, you start getting them every single round. You're you know between an eight you know an eighteen to twenty for an attack roll, a twenty or a one and a two on an opponent's uh, saves is a crit hit. Your critical boon, I picked advantageous attack, so every time one of my spells crits, I get advantage the next turn. So I'm constantly getting opportunities to do uh, to do crit hits, and it just stacks on themselves. As far as the spells go, I don't know. I didn't feel like... I felt like my cantrip card throw was basically the only thing I really ever needed. Uh, I just didn't... The spells were nice for situations, but... Oh, yeah. Featherfall was... Yeah. Oh, Featherfall, thank God Fe- for that. Featherfall I was mean, good. Featherfall and some of those other spells, but I really didn't... I really didn't use the spells that much. They were there if I needed them, but I was mainly all about card throw, which was nice, unless I rolled poison damage. <laughs> but oh my god, how often that happened was oh, that was annoying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the master of luck, because uh, there's two paths. Uh, the path of uh, the master of luck, which is the one I chose, which uh, I used early, like the disengage uh, as a bonus. Um, the bonus to crit hits. If I crit, I can swap out my spells that are, are in my hand, which really helped a number of times. Uh, I didn't use my scry, which is the level 14th one, uh, which as an action, I can just play any card in my deck, period, as an action, which could have saved us, which I was actually about to use on the Beholder thing until you killed it. I was about to do that on my next turn, was just pull, switch out and pull out a spell real quick. Well, <laughs> and even the doctor was about to uh, go heal some paralysis. Yep, I was yeah. about to get a chance to finally end a condition. And I'm didn't. sorry I robbed you both of this opportunity. It's all good. But I think the other path, if you're wanting something fun, uh, if you really like the wild sorcerer uh, class, I think you would like the other path, which is the gambler. Because the gambler has all kinds of fun things. When you make a spell attack with advantage or a save, uh, a somebody save with disadvantage, uh, you can just decide to do that. Uh, however, when you use this, you, ha- you have to make a DC 12 plus your spell level charisma saving throw, or, t- or plus your uh, spell level saving throw, or you take a D force of damage per level as it backfires. Jeez. So it gives extra bonus to damage, but you take a hit. One of them is if you drop to zero... You can instead drop to one, but if you don't drop that opponent to zero before the end of your turn, or your next turn, you go back down to zero. <laughs> Just a lot, you know, odd or even to do damage or take damage. And so it's a very power, again, wild sorcerer uh, in nature. But overall, I like the class. I think it would be fun. I would love to play. Um, I think role-playing in like an urban setting where if you're wanting information, well, how about you sit down for a game of cards? And do stuff like that, or even in Curse of Strahd, if you did something with, uh, yeah, with the, the tarot. tarot, yeah, the Tarot or Taroka deck. I mean, you could play that off so well. I and especially with like a Tiefling or other charisma based races, this would be good. Uh, for example, the Hellish Rebuke that the Tieflings get. I didn't crit hit, but that's a deck save. If they roll a one on that, you'll end up doing three or six d ten as a reaction, uh, which is a free. You know, you're just a free reaction as a six d ten if they fail it. So an interesting compliment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these some of these classes just mix so well. Um, so overall, I really appreciated this class. I had a quick question, actually. Yeah. Um, 
the way you described it, you said it's like, you know, you're either, you're either, you're off or you're on. You're either doing really poorly or really well. And when you get to high level, when you get, you know, uh, level 12, level 16, um, it starts to tilt really heavily towards, you know, the good side where you're always doing super well. Did you feel like there was any balance issue with that? Where when you were higher level, there weren't many times where you were doing poorly to balance it out at all? <laughs> Solid question. Okay. Uh, Bob's just nodding. Yeah. <laughs> Some the higher spells, I think, are where it really starts to happen because a lot of them are deck saves or just save abilities. So you know you're going to do damage. But if that opponent fails, I'm sorry, that chain, I'm just thinking back when we fought Strahd, that shit, 20d8, 20d6 spell, that was just insane damage. I mean, no other spell does that, especially for a level 12. I mean, that's just, you know, with your six attacks, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was on par with that, and it was just insane. And think of a spell like Disintegrate, that the average damage for that is 45. So on a crit fail for the enemy, if you were to do that as oh, 90 points, yeah, there, are, yeah, there are very few enemies that have more than 100 hit points in the DMG, or in well, the monster. If you game. crit that, that's 20 D, 20 yeah. D6 plus something. 40? Yeah. Average, of, yeah. average of 90 yeah. is well, what it would average it's done. And depending on if you add that extra 40, you know, that's a minimum exactly. of a plus 80 on that. I mean, that's just insane. So, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Near the later part portions of this class, it really started to balance into or tilt into overpower. Exactly. The spells are comp- doing spells is so complex. I have <laughs> the if you're gonna do it, and I'm not telling you what to buy, buy like the spell cards, the D and D spell cards, and stack them out because you gotta have them for figuring out what classes you have. And if you're playing exactly. the card master, having a deck of cards there is oh, it looks just kind of cool. It was right. Fun. And the fact that you, like, whenever you rolled, you, like, counted through the cards, and it's like, oh. Yeah, because wow. you have a deck of so many, and you have to roll whatever die corresponds to your deck size, however many cards you can have in your hand, and that's what you get. So, if you have 12 cards, uh, and you can have 5 in your hand, you roll D12 5 times. Those are the cards you get. And so I put them in an order, and just, okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, that's one of my cards. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, that's another card. 1, 2, 3, or whatever I rolled on it, and that's how you set up your list, and... I, that was just the easiest way for me to keep track. Otherwise, I would be, oh my god, I have to write down this spell, and once I use it, it's gone. I don't have it anymore. So, like, yeah, you yeah. Know. literally had a hand, and it was really cool it to was, watch. Yeah. It, was cool. it was thematically. And you killed Strahd with a playing card. Yeah. Like, that Jesus cool. Christ. That, yeah. that cantrip is so powerful. That was. Plus your modifier on every card. That's good. Thank you for joining us once again for this episode of Homebrew Review. If you would like to find out more, you can find us on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can visit our website at www.theadventuringguild.com. Or you can find us on Patreon. For any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at dmbob at theadventuringguild.com. Or hit us up on one of our many social media websites. And once again, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. 